Hello, 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 and welcome to episode six of Hashtag The Cool Breeze Podcast, where I'm your host, Zafer, and uh, we just talk about anything music-related, our passions, we explore the depths of how much we love to do this. And uh, for today's episode, I have a guest, Theo Byron from Emergent Shores. Uh, he's actually a uh, part owner of the label, and he uh, is an artist as well, music producer. So he's made many tracks under the alias Skua, and I will link all that below in the description um, later on, so uh, you'll be able to catch that. And uh, it's a real enjoyable chat, um, very insightful. He's such a nice guy, and I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys do too. This is Zafer, you know, and here I am here today with uh, Phil Byron. He is he is a man of he wears many hats. Honestly, man, you, you do all kinds of stuff in in the progressive house scene and a lot of progressive house scene for sure. So it's it's awesome to get you on here and chat with you about music <laughs> yeah well thanks for inviting me i really appreciate it um, oh man and, you know i haven't done many of these before so if i come across kind of super awkward then you know bear with me but, nah you're great man you're doing great um it's just like i said it's just real easy peasy super chill it's not a not a you know not some kind of strict thing but um to get started man could you just kind of introduce yourself to uh the podcast to the audience and kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do yeah sure so um so i guess in in the in the scheme of progressive house um and melodic progressive i do two things really one i uh release under the alias uh, skewer mm-hmm. uh, and i also um um run the emergent music um, group of labels um, along with um, Max Dillon who is the kind of the the owner of the group okay uh, and I, I kind of do the day-to-day running of um, emergent shores emergent cities and emergent textures um, and then we've got a, a fourth label as well which is um, emergent skies and that's um, that's kind of uplifting trance and okay. that's okay. Run by uh, Derek Palmer so so yeah that's that's the kind of the two things that that i i really do in in this kind of space um wow man that's crazy four different labels and you're just operating them all running them all the day-to-days on all of them man that's pretty cool well yeah i I mean i mainly do do the three um um shores um cities Mm. and textures but um but yeah it's uh it's it well it's it's it kind of takes up a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet, man. Okay, so you 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 have all the stuff. Tell me, tell me the beat. How you started your journey into music, man? Like from not doing it, or or you know, maybe you were in it all your life, you know. But what made you kind of take it to the next step where you wanted to start producing it and make you know working with the label and just kind of taking it to the next level? So. Um... I mean, yeah, it's worth saying for a start, I don't play any kind of instruments or anything. I don't, you know, I'm not like musically trained as such at all. Same here, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but it was kind of like, I don't know, I guess like in my teens, I was um, I was really into music, but it was never kind of dance music. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, you know, it, in the UK, um, it was kind of called like indie music. So, um, you know, bands that mm-hmm. you may or may not have heard of because they're quite old now, but things like the Stone Roses, uh, Oasis, uh, bands like that. Um, and um, it was really, I, w- I went to university in 1994. Um, and at that point, um, kind of house music was becoming massive in the UK. Yeah. Um, and the, the city that I went to university in was, uh, was Birmingham. And it just so happened it had like a huge club scene that was uh, that was kind of and it had been going a couple of years, but it was kind of when it was right at its peak. Okay. Um, and a guy that I got really good friends with at uni, um, he wanted to buy some decks, um, so like some record decks, mm-hmm. and um, so but he couldn't, you know, he didn't have um, all the funds. So basically, me and him went went halves on buying them. And kind of through that, I'd, you know, I suddenly then got this interest in yeah. uh, dance music and house music. And then, you know, we were we were practicing for about a year. And um, it got, he was one of these guys who like, you know, you know, the kind of person who knows everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he, he got to know a load of people that were involved in kind of running the clubs. And um, so eventually we kind of got a break. We we um, we got like a gig at um, at this big club called um, Crunch in Birmingham. Um, and um, from there we just you know, I mean I mean it wasn't like prolific, but we yeah. we got loads of um, opportunities to go and DJ places and um, you know and so that that was from that point on was kind of my love of. Um, of like dance music and house music um, yeah yeah and then basically where i got to kind of where i am now um you know finished uni went and got a job um kind of we all went our separate ways and i wasn't right. really doing anything for ages um yeah i kind of got into like hip-hop and kind of turntablism and like scratching and all of that stuff um okay. for a while and um and then um one of my friends um, sent me a link on Facebook. So this is going to, you know, fast forward to about, um, I don't know, 2009, 2010, something like that. Um, mm. So it was like years of just not doing anything really. Yeah. Um, sent me a link on Facebook to um, a tune called Dormatica by Paul Keeley, um, which, you know, you may or may not have heard of. For me, it was like, yeah, wow, what is this? Okay. Um, and that's kind of the first melodic progressive song I really heard. I just like, you know, wow. it's really kind of like piano heavy. And yeah. it, but then kind of when I think back, everything, all the music that I've always been attracted to has been, has had like a really strong melodic theme to it. Yeah. Um, so this kind of genre of music is, is perfect for me because it's all about the melodies, right? And yeah. Um, so Paul Keeley is a, is a guy who, you know, you don't really see him release anything nowadays. Um, mm. I think he had an album out a couple of years back, but kind of back then, and it was a couple of years old when I heard it, but it yeah. was around about 2008. Um, you know, he was pumping stuff out on uh, Anjuna Deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, suddenly, like, find out about this music oh my god this is amazing um and then 
you want to find out everything about that genre then so you know yeah. i was um there was like artists like dinka and yeah. mango oh yeah, yeah. Um, and prof you know oh, and um you know and if you look at kind of and june deep back then oh jtech obviously uh, huge you know artists back then and it was so you know such quality mm-hmm. as well um and so so yeah that that was kind of it then and i'm one of these people that kind of when i get interested in something i then want to find out everything about it yeah so you know you and it's amazing like you know when i first got into got into music um you know there was no internet which just kind of shows how old i am you know yeah, but, uh, yeah. you know there wasn't there wasn't really the internet or the inter- there's very beginnings of the internet there's certainly no youtube there's right. no spotify yeah. there's, you know there's nothing mm-hmm. so um i you know we'd go down to our um like our record store every every week and we'd be buying all like the new uh the new vinyl and all of that um but the only way you found out about that music was by li- literally taking big stack of vinyl to like the turntable in the store and standing there for hours just listening to tune after tune right and now you know click of a couple of buttons you can yeah. you can you know you've got access to all the music ever made oh, just yeah so, so nice you know so on one hand i th- kind of think that that was that was really good in a way back then because you you've got a very kind of focused direction but like now you know you if you want to find out about all the kind of subgenres of um all different kinds of music you know you just have to you, click on one artist and then there's links to you know you're gonna take you away it's that yeah exactly so um so you know now it's it's like it's unlimited the amount of opportunity you've got to go and kind of find out about this stuff but yeah so that I'm kind of rambling on, but that's, right, that's kind of that's really how I got got into it, and that's how I found out about it. And I mean, those artists that I mentioned, then, and you know, there are loads more, mm-hmm. but those artists that I mentioned then are really the ones that kind of um, really drew me into it. And um, you know, now even like the music that I do, and I I, I can't pretend to even hope to be as good <laughs> as I think they are, right? But, right. You know, in everything that I do now, I, I kind of, I still hear their influences of what I'm oh, doing. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of, you know, I think like the, your beginnings and stuff, that's what really kind of puts the foundations there of what you, um, of, of the way, you know, you produce and whatever. So, so yeah, that, that was, that was how I, how I got into melodic progressive. And then wow. from there, it's just kind of, I guess, immersing yourself in it really. Right, right. You just listen to it back to back, and then the artist, you find artist after artist, and you're like, okay, there's some people in here, and then, then yeah. you get to the point where you just got to make it. Like, I'm the same way. Uh, when I found out about Melodic Progressive House, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to listen to anything else in the world, and I wanted to just find out every single person in it, and just, you know, like, I just wanted to know about more about it. And when I first discovered it, you know, because... Yeah, growing up, you know, we didn't have the internet for music. You know, it was definitely just CDs and you know stores and stuff. So you weren't, you know, you weren't you weren't able to just find an artist so quickly nowadays, which yeah. is just so nice for us, you know, to be able to make music in this world where one person can find us in like ten minutes if they wanted to. You know, it's just yeah. so good. 
I guess I guess the thing is though, there is like there's this sea of music out there now. So kind of homing in and finding out about specific kind of artists or, you know, labels even. Yeah. There's that much out there that it's kind of blinding almost, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I think so, you know, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. There's so yeah. much choice. But yeah, there's equally there's almost like too much choice (laughs) yeah yeah i know what you're saying no you're right it's too much too much of just as much as it could be good it still kind of like floods the world and oversaturates the place with you know people that are just trying to make stuff you know rather than you know but i think the cool thing that happens is um you know of all this plethora of music disappears but these little like you know, islands start to form in it, you know, and yeah, it's yeah. just, and like, you know, it, it probably, like, for example, I just don't think Melodic Progressive House would, wouldn't be the same if it was, you know, like, really, like, a thing in the 90s, which, you know, it could have been, but nobody knew about it, you know, but yeah. <laughs> now we have well, internet, and it's tracking it all, and it's just growing, and we can all be a part of it. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, genuinely, without the internet and without things like Facebook, I, I wouldn't be producing music now. I wouldn't be, um, you know, part of running a label now. Right. You know, so, so the internet has absolutely opened a massive amount of doors. You know, yeah. um, and um, yeah, you know, it, 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 the amount of people that you can now connect with you know that you you'd never used to be able to do back in the day you know i mean i remember yeah. um i mean a huge like dj influence for me was uh sasha yeah if you've uh, if you've uh-huh. ever heard of Sasha and uh uh-huh. like john digweed and people like that and they looking back they were playing progressive house it wasn't called progressive house at the time right. it was called music but um you know and there was like the early starts of um of trance and or as far as i was aware the kind of beginnings i'm sure it was going on for ages before yeah. i became aware of it but you know um with like paul oakenfold back in the day and obviously put he's remained huge mm-hmm. now and and the thing is um you know all of those people and they are still to a degree kind yeah. of untouchable you can't you know but you kind of can you can reach out to them you can tweet them now right you know? and there's no guarantee they're going to reply to you but suddenly the world's kind of opened up and you can actually, yeah. you know, your heroes out there, you can actually reach out to. And if, if, you know, you might catch them on a good day or whatever, and they might reply back to you and then suddenly, you know, you're connecting with them. And that, that again, is a massive thing now that you could never do, you know, um, maybe even 10 years ago. I don't yeah. Know, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point, man. Like the fact that we as musicians, you know, is we can we can reach out and it let you know virtually touch anybody who decides to come onto our doorstep. And yeah. you know, I think that is just such a benefit from back when you had to when you release music, you were just trying to get it past the door, you know. You Yeah. You but much less talk to somebody that, you know, you was just trying to get it in there, you know, and just the fact that these communities develop online and people like me, when I first started uh, into into the how you know realm of melodic progressive house, man, you know I was definitely uh, trying to reach out and figure out how can I reach out to these producers and uh, people that do melodic progressive house and just I want to know about them, you know, like what made you what what made you tick for it or you know like what inspired you to do it and 
Yeah. Uh, it's so good, and I can I can do the same for others. So you know, fans or people that enjoy my music, they come to my YouTube channel, you know, and they'll comment and say things, and it's just so nice to like, hey, you know, thank you for coming by, or just because it's like I I get a chance to say something nice to that person, you know, like yeah. without me just being super weird and like hey i just want to say you're all you know i just like you say something to me and i get the reply back thank you you know wish you a wonderful day or some kind yeah. of word of affirmation where it's like hey i hopefully i sent them something good to go along their way but it just goes with the music like that me replying is because of that track i made that the artist wanted to reach out and you know it's just like Oh, it's it's cool because yeah. it's just like it's like these these little like flowers are just popping up all over the place, and you know you just get to go to each one of them in in your yeah, world and tend to them, you know. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right, and um, you know, I mean, I don't get like tons and tons of messages, but every so often you get like something come through in your inbox, and it's you know just be someone just saying, oh really enjoyed that track that you did or or whatever and um yeah you know it, yeah. it it's nice to know that something that you've spent hours doing because you would do anyway right because right. you, you know you <clears throat> you like making the music and now you know how to do it you know i'm probably always going to make music i may not always be successful <laughs> kind of releasing it but right um, so but, you know someone someone just taking the time to drop your message and say yeah. you know really like that that yeah. tune or whatever you know it, oh. it is it's you know it's it's amazing yeah it goes both and, ways yeah it's so nice that they you can they can like you know like you said the messages you get on a you know offline basis like in your inbox personal that mm. people just tell you the they've told me some like deep stuff just like hey you know you your song has got me through this part of my life that i thought was like hopeless you know like I didn't even know my song was going to even be heard by anybody, you know, much less or much more, I'm sorry, be affecting somebody's life to help them realize like, hey, I can still contribute something to this world. I can still get up and get out of bed and I can I can give, you know, I can give my light to the world in my way because, you know, this song has helped me, you know, helped me come to terms with that in my own kind of, you know, way. And we, we just, we have that power to do that. We have the power to just make people smile on so many levels. It's just a blessing, man. You know, a big yeah, blessing. I, it, it, it still amazes me that anyone even buys my music. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, like I said, I, I would, I would, I would make the music anyway because you know, I enjoy mm. doing it. It's you know, and and you'll know as well. Once you, once you kind of get over that that first kind of learning curve yeah it's you know it's then just inside of you and you you, you, you know I, I see sometimes like guys in um in in music will kind of say right you know i'm giving up producing or whatever yeah. and uh, i just kind of think why why what you know maybe give up kind of putting your music out there for a bit if for whatever reason mm -hmm. but you're always going to be making that music because now you know how to do it Right. You know, I, I don't know about whenever in my like my day to day life or if I'm doing my day job or whatever, I've always got music kind of going around in my head. And, uh, you know, um, 
there'll be like a little melody that then I'll try and remember for <laughs> later on so I can kind of get in front of the uh, the computer and kind yeah. of put it in. And it'll never come out the way <laughs> I remembered it. But, oh, yeah. You man. know, um, so I think we, if you've got that at your fingertips, you're always going to be making some kind of music. Um, and uh, I can't I can't think where I'm actually going with this. this I mean, lineup, but you can't imagine life without that gift, you know, like you've learned that gift and you've made that happen. And then you've you you're always going to have that gift of being able to translate an a little idea from nothing onto your keyboard onto yeah. your computer onto and then you make it an actual song so now you know what was just a little idea that you ran home to make and you kind of forgot it but you still kind of got a little piece of it but that idea just turns into a a, a you know a real melody and then you're like oh okay yeah. i just feel it you know like you're just that little sensation in your body that just like your whole body turns on and tingles because uh, you're just in love with what's starting to blossom and create from absolutely like you running into some ser- it's it's very serendipitous you know you like you run into uh, something at the store and you it just puts you in the mood and you come back home and on the way home the melody popped in your head and it was you know yeah, yeah. it's just it's just like that gift is going to be with you forever. And even if you want to, uh, even if you feel like, oh, I, my skills aren't up to par or I'm not good enough to be putting it out there, um, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you, you have the ability to blossom an idea and create that from scratch. And, and you have the patience and time to stick with that idea and push it out there. It's just you know, it's, it's the same for us all, you know, like we all have that same kind of, um, uh, like the self doubt about our music. We all have that, like, it's not perfect enough. Uh, we all have that kind of, it's too repetitive or, you know, the, the it's boring yeah. or, you know what I'm saying? It's all kinds of that kind of stuff going on. And it's like, really, uh, you need to put out what you like, how you feel it should be, even if it's the same, thing three times in a row because it's your story it's your pov you know like your point of view uh nobody else is going to have that point of view i cannot interpret the way uh for example that we me and you are we did a remix together uh the amar remix you know it was myself you and talamanca like oh my god what kind of (laughs) kind of lineup is going on here but uh it's just the fact that we had three different versions of an original track that was already made that we all took our own different kind of approach to and made and uh there's I, i promise you like i'm sure you had your reservations about your remix that you made because i was like I'm not even done with this really, but I'm just like, I think this is enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, so I, rem- I remember that because um, as soon as I saw that um, Talamanca was on there, I was like, well, me, you know, and I didn't know know you at the time, mm. really, I have to say. So I, th- I was just like, well, me and this other guy don't stand a chance, do we? But... <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> but, what uh, But, you know, I mean, again, like talking about kind of, heroes of melodic progressive and all of that mm-hmm. you know talamanca um um roll belden you know i mean those two guys are kind of more modern day kind of heroes of our scene and Amen. um you know absolutely it it's um you know they make incredible music and um so yeah i, I was just like well 
oh. I'm just going to do my best. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, to be perfectly honest, kind of every, you know, every bit of music I do, I'll listen back and I think, well, that that's not good enough. Right. You know, why? Right. And uh, I, I think it's quite natural to have a lot of self-doubt. And, um, you know, especially if you're not a, a trained musician right. as well. Because, I mean... I think I've always had kind of like quite a good ear for music, mm -hmm. but um, I've always been like frustrated. Yeah. You know, I've, my son's got a guitar yeah. um, and he's learning to play it now and I, I'll pick it up and I, I, yeah. I can't do anything with it, yeah. you know, and I'm like, should be able to, I, I, you know, I can make music. I should, why can't right. I play it? And, you know, and it's, it's so, you, but then I guess maybe kind of what we do using VSTs and mm. like MIDI and all of that is actually, playing an instrument in a way but yeah, um, you know it's just a different kind of instrument yes yes um, sure. but i mean i you know when we were talking just before about kind of you know putting the music out there and whatever it i it always it amazes me now that you know we like sit on a computer and we make a product that isn't doesn't exist yeah you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it doesn't exist and we put it out there and people can listen to it um, but it's not a physical product and it gets sold and yeah. you know it, it it i mean it there was um a video that um um a lady called uh kim gaston i think she's called she's someone who uh, she's a fan of the know, Melo Frog. Big, i know her yeah 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 so you know she's she's really into melodic progressive and she put this um this video on of uh, when alex h went out to um to dj um for her a little while back oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they they were in the car and in the background was one of my tunes off my album playing and um, oh wow my friend um my friend alberto um dropped me this message going uh that's your track in the background. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what? The? You know, and, and I mean, again, you know, Alex is anyone involved in Progressive House, you know, mm. um, Alex makes, you know, incredible music. And so Absolutely. like to think that he's, he's there on the other side of the world for him with someone else who, you know, I see on Facebook mm -hmm. quite a lot listening in the car. And it was just on the background. They weren't like commentating on it, on the music right. or anything, but you know, my music on in the background is kind of just like mad was, you know, and that's all something that I've just kind of done on my computer. Um, mm -hmm. And and actually that particular track kind of remember thinking of all the ones that I've done for my album, that's maybe, I don't yeah. know, one of the ones, but, yeah. you know, it's 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 kind of mad really to, to think that, that that all happens, you know, and... Uh, and again, I like the internet is is fully responsible for for getting that out there and um, and kind of facilitating it all. Yeah, I mean, man, I I couldn't have gone nowhere near as far as I've gotten without um, the use of the internet and just kind of learning, you know, learning how to operate and use the internet as a way to spread my music out there to people. You know, like uh, this podcast, for example, is me learning like, hey, this is another way I can communicate with people about what I love, you know, and I love my lot of yeah. progressive house. I, I like talking to people about it. I mean, you know, the, the funny thing is, um, I always, I remember I used to tell my dad, you know, or make an excuse like, man, I would love to talk music, but there's really nobody around me to talk about it because, you know, everybody has their own, you know, it's different. You know, I can't expect you to be like knowing about, 
uh, all the stuff that in my world, as far as you know, you gotta you gotta have your own love for it. You know, I'm not gonna like uh, just try to suck you in, but this podcast is like, oh, this gives me a chance to reach out to you know you and reach out to Alex H. You know, reach out to Elike and and uh, and Luby and you know just all all these other artists and that that I'm just like, hey, I would love to chat with them about music. You know, and just yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm doing a lot of times, you know, but just the fact that, uh, for the sake of, you know, promoting, uh, you know, my music, but promoting melodic progressive house as a genre, uh, in general, just, you know, it doesn't even have to be my music you like, you know, it, I'm not asking for anybody to just like it for me, but it's like, just delve into, you know, for, you know, you have releases on your labels, you know, for sure, especially on melodic that are just like, they're gems, you know? They're just gems. They're so unique. They're beautiful. And they take you away on such a level that just... I can't I can't even describe it. Like, it's so hard for me to describe these kind of things. It's just... But the emotions are there, you know? <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing now when, you know, I kind of see, uh, like, the back end of the kind of record label side where you know you see kind of all the demos come in and yeah. and, and all of that you know and um we you know we obviously have kind of our our core artists who kind of you know send send us stuff in and you see you, you've got something in there for, and i'm not, not going to kind of mm-hmm. name anyone particularly but you kind of see something come in and you you like you can't wait to click on that because you know it's going to be incredible yeah uh, but equally you get some stuff through um the demo box and yeah. you know from from guys who seemingly have you know this is like the first um the first time they've tried to release something mm-hmm. you know and um again occasionally you click on something it just blows you away yeah. so you know it's yeah it's um and even even some of the stuff that you get through that you might kind of actually decide not to release yeah you know it all has value still and um you know there'll be elements of that that you know someone's someone who's kind of really into that music and has um you know found out all about melodic progressive and probably loves it mm-hmm. and has started trying to make it themselves you know you can hear that in the music and it might not be suitable yet for yeah. actually releasing yeah. but you can kind of you, you so often hear those, those kind of themes come through it still and the emotion in it and all of you know all of the things that like we love about yeah this kind of music yeah, yeah yeah i mean the things that we strive to try to bring out in our own music when we make melodic progressive you know um it's it's a very for me it's just for me i'm like i, I love a, a simple i'm a simple kind of person and you know uh, down to the core you know like i'm a very big fan of like simplicity so Mm. uh, i'm not a uh a trained musician by any means either i've everything i know how to play i've basically taught myself from youtube to just playing (laughs) with it you know because like the ukulele uh Mm. i didn't know how to play guitar either and i still don't that well but i was like i'm gonna get a ukulele because it's smaller and I can like yeah. take it around with me and I can always just fiddle with it. You know, it's fiddle, you know, you don't have to have it perfectly said and it's yeah, not like, yeah, yeah. like a keyboard where you have to sit down and play, you know, this is just super cheap on the go type of thing. And um, I, I just, because I'm so musically curious, 
period, it doesn't matter. Like I've just, I'm always going to figure out a tune on there. You know, like I, I got, if you give me a trombone within an yeah. hour, I'm going to probably figure out how to make a tune. Once I figure out how to make a sound on it, you know, I'm going to probably start trying to make a tune on it. It's just in my DNA, honestly, man. It's just like, I don't even care about, I, I would love to learn professionally for sure. Like get to the point mm. where I'm like, Hey, I can actually take proper lessons from somebody because it just it's a dream of mine to be able to like play concert level piano you know just to have that to do it you know i don't know because i like it i love the piano i've been playing around with it since i was like 12 so just to uh be able to get even that more in depth with it you know than i'm already have gotten and i've gotten pretty in depth with it you know I, I think I have a pretty intimate relationship with my piano you know <laughs> I'm always messing with it and trying to figure out tunes in it and you know whatever you know and I just I it's like there's things I learned about it to this day that I've been playing it for years you know and I'm like oh oh <laughs> that's why that that you know like it's just like yeah. I'm it's a journey that I'm continuously evolving I'm continuously growing continuously being more and more uh, 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 educated on so many different levels from uh, the marketing side to to learning the music to just melodic progressive house in general just just being you know involved with it completely is just uh, I don't know it's just uh, it changed it's like life it was life-changing for me for sure to like take this take this curiosity this musical curiosity that i always had about music and to actually start to apply it um in a more focused direction you know mm. kind of actually started putting it on a computer and putting it on the DAW to put it out there uh just being able to do that so if you retain that musical curiosity i think and when, when you approach it to the DAW, when you approach it to your workstation if you always just keep that like the way you've always looked at it, you know, like you don't have to be a trained musician to be able to make something happen from an instrument. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's more like you just have to be able to sit with it long enough and uh, be patient with it and learn it, you know, learn the structure of it. And then you'll be surprised yeah. with what, what, what could happen. And um, when you're making, music, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think no, no, I, I was gonna say. I think that's my problem. Is I'm I'm too impatient. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, actually learning to play an instrument, yeah, kind of the, the time and dedication that that takes. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I, I just don't think I've got the the patience now to do that. And I kind of find, you know, when I'm making my like my tunes on the computer again mm -hmm. i'll find myself rushing to try and kind of get it finished and um and wrapped up because mm -hmm. i just don't i don't know I'll, I'll yeah i just don't kind of have have the patience anymore <laughs> i guess to kind of um, you just want it you know, done you, yeah yeah you know you, you hear um you know some people talking about the way they make their stuff and mm -hmm. you know they'll um they will like spend hours and weeks and then they'll let it sit and then they'll go back to it mm -hmm. and you know tweak the mix on it and all of that and i in me there's always like all right i've 
got to get this finished <laughs> and then get it sent and you know and i guess get the validation a little bit of somebody saying oh yeah that, that, that sounds good or yeah. you know or you know maybe go and try this and that or whatever but yeah i don't i i think i always find myself but so uh, like you know, i It'll, Sorry, go on. No, it's okay, man. It'll. I think when you keep making it the way you keep doing it, because I I have the same anxiety of it as well. Like sometimes, especially when I get to like the midway portion of it, you know, of a track, I'm like, I just want to be done with it. You know, nothing against the yeah. track, but I'm just impatient. You know, you want to see the finished product. Yeah, yeah. You want the finished product, yeah. And you want the to be out there. But the more the the more I do it. Like, you know, because I, I go at it every day for a little bit. The more I do it, it's just like, you know what? This song could take 10 years to make. I'm just going to be done with it when I'm done with it. And I'm just going to make sure every element of it is absolutely perfect to me. You know, like, uh, at that time, I'm feeling at that day. Because tomorrow, I'm going to come back and listen to it. And I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. Donovan, you were trash at this. You know, you need to go back to the <laughs> drawing board and and uh start over which is why like live streaming helps you know because with live streaming yeah. it kind of like cements the uh the track into like completion where you're like all right people are listening or you know people might have said something about it uh like uh lately i posted some videos of like my track of a work in progress that i'm doing and uh and i i listened to it and i've, I've gone over you know this i'm gonna keep it now i'm gonna throw it away and start a new one Ah, I'm gonna yeah. keep it. Nah, it's trash, you know. I'm gonna keep it. Ah, I don't know, you know. And um, but I've been getting, you know, you, you get that one person that does like likes it, you know. And I I got more than one person, but it's just people comment and they're like, hey man, uh, you know, I hope it's finished and you know, uh, or love to see the finished product and it just kind of gives you that. All right. Yeah. Well, if they're with it. So, so I was listening um, to your chat that you had with uh, with Kevin um, from oh, yeah. um, episode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, episode two. And um, on there, um, yeah, you were you were kind of talking about like how you can kind of I'd, I'd made like get a track kind of finished in eight hours. Oh or, yeah, or yeah. <laughs> I was, I, yeah. And I was kind of I was just kind of thinking, yeah. Well, if I ever get eight hours to actually work straight <laughs> on on a track, yeah. kind of possibly actually, yeah, I could see myself doing that. I just never have that kind of block of time, yeah, ever really um, to kind of do it for kind of eight hours straight. But um, but if the track that you're talking about mm-hmm. was the video that played directly after that, um, um, then. I was this because I was listening to it in the car, just kind of like streaming it through yeah. through uh, YouTube. Okay. Um, then I was like, "Wow, no, this is really good." <laughs> <laughs> so it was like super kind of melodic and mm. uh, like dreamy sounding. Um, um, so yeah, I well, you should definitely finish it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think that was it. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, um, yeah, it's uh, it's usually. It's eight hours, but it's not like eight from start to finish. Like I sit down from ten o'clock and I'm done at six o'clock and the track's done. It's like eight hours yeah. over the course of a week, because now I have yeah. to time my work through project hours per track because I work on like maybe three or four a day or something if I'm just in a good mm-hmm. mood, you know. And uh, yeah. every track has a project hours, and I try to always. My goal when I started making a lot of progressive to keep me going. So I wouldn't like stop so much and stop. I'd be like, all right, no more than eight hours can be spent on this track because it's gonna force me to come to a stop within 
eight hours of project time. And uh, so I'd always like go to the project info and I'm like, okay, I'm at four hours. I can get four more hours of, of dedicated project <laughs> time to this. And I've, you know, reached my goal. And, uh, you know, because sometimes, yeah. man, I, I'm not even going to lie. Like I've had probably like two songs throughout my melodic progressive house career where it was like uh, a four hour session from start to finish. And I cranked the song out. Like I didn't move or nothing. Uh, maybe two, you know, out of probably the yeah. hundred I've made or something. I don't know, you know, how what the number is now. But most of the time it's like, you know, every day it's over the course of a day, of, of a week. Um, but when you hear a song, typically, like all of the songs you hear typically, I have been disciplining myself, I guess. Not that I'm good, but it's usually like uh that whole week has been dedicated to that song or whatever so like you yeah. like the way the song has been was for me just going back and coming back to it and it's really cool to look at the project time afterwards and be like hey eight hours Ooh, i got a six hour one like i was really fast and you know you go <laughs> back and you listen and you're like oh wow it's it's done it's really completed i'm not that and i'm very anal and kind of picky about my stuff you know way more than anybody yeah. else like if you like my music it's like i like my music but there is a, always a level of like disdain you know because it's like you could have done that better zafer you know you oh, lazy yeah you know there's, there's always a level of disappointment <laughs> in there yeah well and i think i i don't know when whenever i kind of go back and listen to earlier stuff that i made um you know, I, I cringe. It, well, I cringe definitely at the very early stuff yeah. that, that I made. And, and you know, um, but some of that has been released and, you know, it's, it's like available to buy on people <laughs> and whatever. And, it's out uh, there, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, and again, that's the other thing with, like, the age that we live in now. Mm -hmm. there's a permanent record <laughs> of everything. You know, this conversation that we're having now, once you upload that to YouTube, there's a permanent record of that, which is, again, why I need to make sure I don't say anything <laughs> mad on here. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh... So it, it's like, when I go back and listen now to, mm -hmm. you know, tracks that I was just desperate to get signed, get, you know, I think you, you start, like, making music and mm. um, you get to a point where you kind of think, in your head, this sounds as good as that thing that I'm listening to um, that was made by, you know, whichever yeah. artist yeah. that sort of, in your head. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then, so it, it's weird, like, and I don't know what your experience with this was, but when you kind of get to the point where you think this is good enough to send off to some labels, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you then send it off, and a lot of the time you don't hear anything mm -hmm. back, and then, uh, you know, sometimes you do hear something mm -hmm. back, uh, but it might be, you know, it's not really for us this time or right. whatever. But you kind of latch on to that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, they replied, so I'm going to reply back <laughs> to them. And, you know, yeah. um, and then occasionally you'll get back from them, like, you know, some feedback of, you know, maybe work on your work on the baseline or, you know, your sub wasn't loud enough mm. or whatever it was. Um, and... Um, but you kind of latch onto yeah. that. And um, so eventually you get to the point where you've worn them down enough to actually put your music out for you. Um, 
that's and, the plan, uh, right? You know, you know, I mean, because that's my experience, right? That that's what mm-hmm. that's basically what mm-hmm. I did. You know, test people. Um, do it nicely and uh, nicely. Sorry, <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, that uh, it helps if you're nice. Thing. I, that, yeah, if if you know, if there is one tip, I guess, for aspiring producers, it don't be a dick, <laughs> right? You know, uh, yep. At the end of the day, all of these people, you know, and most of the guys who run the labels in our kind of little scene. Um, you know, we're not talking about like Warner Music and Universal and all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, you're talking about guys who are basically running labels. Um, a lot of the time, you know, they've got a day job as right. well, and they're running labels because they've got a passion about yeah. the music. And you know, they they that's their real love. And if they could do it 24/7, they right. would, um, but they can't. So the, in the limited hours of time that they've got. Um, if if they're kind of getting hassled by people rather than you know kind of right polite um reaching out then then yeah you know that that often makes the difference between whether somebody gets a reply or not i think um and certainly when i i mean I'd, i i hope when i was um when i was trying to get my music released in the first place i hope i wasn't a dick <laughs> nah. but you know Equally, I mean, there was guys. So, so Max, that you know, I work with now on on the label, right. was one of the few guys who replied back to me, and you know, was was um, was like kind of very genuine about wanting to have a, a chat with me and talk to me. And even though, you know, um, Max rejected a lot of my mm. music at first, um, but I would always send it to him because he replied to me, and um, you know, and then eventually, I think got to the point where actually he kind of said yeah this is this is good enough um you know there's another guy i don't know if you've heard of uh vito dito yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> yeah so he runs Encanta um music but at the time he didn't he was involved with uh another label that i can't remember the name of but um you know he was kind of doing all the a and r for mm-hmm. that and again it was one of like he he made a track called uh la isla um and my pronunciation is awful, but um, all right. Um, that was like at the time one of the best tracks I'd ever heard. So I was like, right, I've got to reach out to this guy and say that you know, this music was incredible. Yeah. So send him a message, and you know he replied back. And then again, you kind of get into conversation. He was like, oh, I've mm-hmm. kind of been trying to make some music. Would you listen to it? And he was always very kind and patient yeah. about replying. Yeah. Um, as well so so kind of these these couple of guys um you know and now i i guess um i'm in a position where i kind of get sent uh, messages from people and stuff and um you know there's you want to kind of reply back to everybody and you want yeah. to kind of uh, be able to bring them on the way that people brought me on right. um but there's 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 just not enough hours in the day yeah so it's kind of but i but going back to my original point what i would say is the people that would get a reply are the people that don't come across as too pushy and you know um i guess just people if you come across as nice you're likely to get a nice reply back and that's not that's not just from me that's from kind of people generally i think um and there are 
I have to say there aren't too many people in our scene that I've come across that I kind of think, you know, I wouldn't genuinely want to meet in real life and kind of hang out with and uh, and all of that. Um, and maybe that's just because kind of the music that we do is all, you know, is has that kind of vibe yeah. to it, I think. Yeah. You know, it's not aggressive music, but I think people generally that are into the kind of music that we're into generally speaking tends to be pretty cool and uh, <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> so you know there's 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 not many people that that i've met that that you know and most of these people i've never met in real mm. life just through kind of like you know chatting with on facebook or whatever yeah. but there's not many people that i think i've come across that i wouldn't kind of want to hang out with and kind of genuinely meet and you know connect with um um properly but oh. yeah um so that's one of the nice things about about what about, we do. Yeah, about melodic progressive is you're right, man. Like I was telling somebody else, I don't think I've had too many sour relationships with anybody in my journey as when I started out. You know, when I first got into music, when I first got into melodic progressive, and only thing like I never really got to the point where <clears throat> I was trying to um, like really religiously send my music out to labels yet like i just didn't think i was good enough yet so i was just like i'm just gonna keep working you know and i'm not gonna worry about trying to you know impress a label with my music just yet because you know i know i i recognize myself that there was a dis a distance but um when people when i finally got noticed just from doing my thing you know and just the serendipity of it all happening um it's just been a nice person after a nice person and all the relationships and the, the people that have reached out to me afterwards on any kind of level where it's like, Hey, you want to do a remix or hey, do you, you have any tracks or Hey, you want to do a track? It's always been just a great conversations. Even if I couldn't help them or I, I just wasn't able to deliver, which, you know, I, I had, I have had a couple of times where I haven't been able to deliver. Like I was supposed to do a remix and I never mm. ever like, or I did it, and uh, like one guy didn't like it, and um, he wanted me to do more to it, and I was so sick of that like remix and that song, I just couldn't like do anything, you know. I just was like, I, I felt miserable, like I was literally like starting to stress myself out about it, you know. And I was like, this just can't, I can't do it, you know. Just and uh, I didn't, but the thing that I messed up on is I didn't say anything to him. I was just so embarrassed of it. I didn't say anything, and we just time just kind of passed. So, you know, but if I ever do reach out and talk to him, because it's so in the past now, it's not even a big deal. You know, I just be like, oh yeah, my bad, dude. You know, uh, it's I yeah. sucked. You know, I, I was stupid. But <laughs> it's just the uh, the fact that uh, even with all that, the fact that I I, I wasn't, I'm not like a hundred percent. Some just perfectly on time dude all the time and always like delivering the music of the best of time but i do try my best you know that and everybody yeah. else i can tell they're doing pretty much doing the same like i don't think anybody just uh blows off anybody in the scene for no reason you know like you number one a lot of people are busy and forget <laughs> you know because i'm that person <laughs> you know you'll text me yeah. and i swear to goodness man i would be trying i would I, I love the chat and stuff and then I get swept off into four other people that message me and then Instagram to YouTube you know it's just like you know how how it goes but yeah the relationships have been I, I, great. I, yeah I'm the world's worst for that kind of thing as well um you know if I 
I know, especially now with kind of where it's not just my music mm -hmm. that. Uh, oh, that helps. That, yeah. You know, I've got to focus on it's. It's also like the label stuff. Um, I just find if I if I don't have it noted down, then it'll kind of go in one ear and out of the other. Um, yeah. Um, but I don't think. No, there's there's definitely been been stuff as, and uh, remixes is always the kind of funny one because it's not it's not your your yeah. music right so um you know and sometimes you might like the actual tune mm -hmm. um but it just when when you try and do your thing with it it just doesn't yeah. work um yeah. and you know again i mean I, I think the the thing there is from a label perspective mm -hmm. i'd rather just know early you know um so right. if if, so if, if you give some, someone uh, a remix and, you know, normally normally you get, I, I don't know, a couple of months maybe to work yeah. on it. Uh, but I think generally as a musician, well, not mm -hmm. a music, as a producer, yeah. you kind of, uh, you you know, probably in the first week whether it's really going to do it for you or not. That's true. Um, That's true. You know, um, so I would just say, kind of just be be honest and just say look it's it's not going to work and i think the label won't judge you for that they'll probably actually respect you more for saying you know um okay um this one's just not working out for me you know yeah because yeah. i think the, the worst thing from a label perspective is because you know you kind of um you've got like a release uh schedule, schedule mm -hmm. there and you know that might be six months yeah. long you know you yeah. might have um uh, tracks lined up for the next six yeah. months and kind of um in six weeks time you know that you need that remix back from from this yeah. guy because then that means that that um that release is going to be ready to go and um and then kind of the week before you find out um he's, he's not going to do it so um you know and it it happens mm -hmm. right and quite often labels will um you know, we'll ask a number of people to remix yeah. the track, and if they all turn out, then then great, you've got a release with you know four remixes yeah. or whatever. Um, but uh, but sometimes it, it doesn't work out. But then at least that way you can still kind of manage to get the track out. But yeah, I think I think yeah, just kind of be upfront and just say it's not gonna it's not gonna work yeah. out. Be honest, and I think that's what that was my lesson i took from it was like hey i just got to be way more honest and upfront with people and i am now uh, especially now that i'm doing this you know for real because this was like last year sometime but you know this yeah. year i'm like um you know if i can't do it i'm just gonna be if i want to do it i'll tell you i want to do it but i can't make you any promises right now because of xyz and uh <laughs> you know it's just been good like it's been a lot easier for me to uh to accept more because i have to be when i first was doing it i was kind of just saying yes to everything <laughs> yeah because i was just wanting to do something you know that I had to do it mellow prog and i'm like if you want somebody to remix yeah. it i'll be your guy you know <laughs> and uh and also you know it's kind of it's flattering to be asked to do it as well isn't it yeah you know yeah. If, if someone nice. to you and says we want you to remix this this track then you kind of think well you don't want to say yeah that. um <laughs> yeah but but yeah, <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just like, you know, um, the the songs that the remix, I just can't, you know, so I just would let you know right off the bat that I couldn't do it. But what what I really like to do is um, 
is uh it's just remix bootleg remix artists' tracks for them and just kind of like release it for free because I just feel like it goes viral so quick, you know, like I just like doing it that way because uh, it's it's very like free. So I'm not like you got to have this sign to your label. I've made this specifically for you or something. It's just like, bro, yeah. I love your music. Here's a remix that I made. Boom. You know, um, I like to get more into doing stuff like that just to be more like, uh, you know, raw and kind of uh, bumping elbows with the new tracks that are coming out. Uh, it's just, it's just, man, even though I'm doing this, you know, the music making portion of it is just, it's so limited because when I get down to sit down to it at the studio, uh, I just want to make stuff, you know, like it's very rare that I'm yeah. like, I want to remix a track, you know, like I don't not anymore like now i just want to i want to i'm way much more interested in what i can make just as a as a personal challenge like all right you know you now you kind of see how 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 it's all done and how to how to make remixes and how you remix tracks and how they like them and how you can do your own kind of thing to it but you know personally man whenever i get a remix um it's it's just uh I just do what I want to it, to be honest. Like, I just keep, yeah. I keep my chord progression. I will keep the chord progression pretty similar. I will probably use, like, a melody, maybe. And I will mm -hmm. make sure that I will, like, see how their bass is going. And that's, like, it. After that, I'm like, I don't even want anything else from the track, man. I'm just going to make a whole track from this, and I'm going to call it the remix, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's right, but... <laughs> that's just... I don't. I don't think there's any real kind of hard and fast rules to it. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think you kind of got to honor the original track, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, if 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 you're making a remix of, of it, then it's kind of, you know, you've got to kind of keep the progression in there. Um, you know, and there might be like you know melodies and whatever that um, that you would use, mm -hmm. but I think generally for me when i get a remix pack i probably won't use if i ever get any kind of audio yeah. in there there'll, there'll be almost very rare that i would use the audio yeah. but the, i mean the way i kind of generally nowadays would do a remix is um you know i keep all my old all, all the projects mm. that i've done and i'd probably open my last one or the 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 prior one to yeah. that or whatever and uh kind of delete out all the melodic elements drop in the the new midis and then kind of then you've got a basis straight off to here this is how it would yeah. sound with kind of you know the way the way i put tracks together and then you can kind of tweak it and play with it from there and you know take out something put something else in oh, you know i i quite like to yeah i quite like to put new melodies and whatever in in uh, into remixes that i do as well but i don't i try not to make it kind of go too far mm. from the original as well so maybe to kind of um like complement it rather yeah. than you yeah. know completely <laughs> making you try uh, see man uh, i i try to do that but i typically that's why i kind of have to be careful accepting remixes because i do think it's the right thing to do like personally i'm like yeah. it's the respectful thing to do to like make sure that the track is still kind of recognizable and and i do believe it should be recognizable but i think that's it 
You know, like, I think you should just be able to kind of know that it's the track, and then after that, it's mine. <laughs> it's, 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 it's yeah, mine. Yeah. So I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to jack it up and do whatever. But, you know, even though I'm going to do what I want to it, um, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to like destroy it to the point of like, it's not yours, but it's just like, sometimes it's, it's kind of up there where it's like, bruh, he just used like the guitar, <laughs> he just used the guitars from this, you know, like this is like a new track, but yeah, I think that's okay yeah, though. I mean, it's a remix. You know, at the end yeah, of the what day, what can I say? The remix was the remix was I got inspired by your meaties and your sounds yeah, yeah. to make this. So yes, you're responsible for this remix. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, yeah. that that label wouldn't have asked you to do that remix yeah. if they didn't like what your music sounded yeah. like. So um, you know, they've they've said right. We want this guy to remix the the track because we like the way his his music mm-hmm. sounds. And you know, I don't know about you, but and I don't know whether I've got kind of like a particular sound to my music. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do. I, I don't know. Do. But I think a lot of my tracks probably do have kind a of style similar. Mm-hmm. Probably the main theme is badly mixed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it's kind of I, I, I guess most artists in one way or another yeah. have a kind of a style and a sound. Yeah. And so, you know, if a label's asking you to remix a track, it's because they want you to do it in your style and they want it to sound like one of your tracks, but your version of it. So Absolutely. You're right. you know, I at the end you know, and at the end of the day It's all love. It's all good. Most labels You're right. Yeah, and most labels are pretty pretty kind of you know, there is quality control. So if they don't think it it fits then they will probably tell you you know and so yeah yeah, be be brave and and i think being don't if you do remix a track if anybody does take the time to remix a track um just just take this uh don't be afraid like keep the original elements you know like we were just talking about but don't be afraid to kind of experiment out a little bit further especially if you can i actually like what you were talking about as um how you kind of have your own kind of track going and you take the MIDI information. So all the information that makes up the, the pianos and guitars and stuff, you take all that and you put mm. it into your own like setup basically. And yeah, it's like if I kind of use these MIDIs this way, this is kind of how it would sound. But now it gives you such a foundation to kind of work from, you know? So that's, yeah. that's a great tip, man. So you've dropped a lot of like, gold tips man i i actually appreciate this <laughs> really yeah just uh, um, how to how to submit a track to a label uh i think that's good information yes. and especially as somebody who operates more than just one so you operate a couple of you know plus that you know three or four it's the the fact that you know you have to deal with people emailing you and you have to have a conversation with you know a lot of people mm. telling them no you know like that's your favorite thing to do right tell somebody no i can't work you know but, you know, just yeah. the things that other aspiring producers, especially any producers in, like, the mellow prog scene or anything like that, just the fact that, uh, yeah, it just takes just a bit of humanity. You don't, you know, your track doesn't have to be the next layout. Just be human, be honest, and it's okay if you don't get a response, and it's okay if they tell you no. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the end of the world, and it doesn't mean your music sucks or it's trash. It just means your song either a doesn't quite fit the vision of what you what the label has in store for it, 
or B, uh, they, it's good and it could, but there's just a lot of missing elements or a lot of things that, you know, uh, you know, you need to work on. It needs to be kind of, uh, smoothed and, you know, uh, uh rounded out a little yeah. bit. So, uh, that's such valuable insight, Phil. Thank you so much. Uh, and that, that, that's kind of like the most difficult, I guess, from running a label mm-hmm. side of things, that's for me has been the most difficult thing really, because, um, I guess it's in my nature to say yes to yeah. stuff, which yeah. is, um, you know, um, so the most difficult thing for me, I think, in kind of having become involved in running the label is kind of saying no to people mm-hmm. um, because, like I say, I've been kind of that side of the fence where where you're sending your music in mm-hmm. and, you know, you think, you you feel it's, it's kind of suitable and maybe the right quality or right. the right sound or whatever. And it's probably... You're sending it to a label that you that you well maybe if not love respect or whatever mm-hmm. but you know a label that you would like to see your your stuff go out on and um you know so and the other thing that i i, I kind of didn't appreciate was just how many demos you get through i mean <clears throat> you know emergence is you know it we're, I guess in 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 our sphere, we're mm-hmm. a reasonably kind of not not huge, but a, a you got fairly a, you got a growing. decent size yeah. kind of label, you know. But um, you know, even for s- someone like us, you know, it's literally hundreds of, of demos mm-hmm. through. You know, I can open the inbox up and the, just go, kind of going through every single one, um, and you want to reply. <laughs> I mean, it's something that that I was always kind of said. I I, I will be the guy to reply to everyone, you know. I, I um, mm-hmm. but you kind of can't, yeah. you know, because you you you'd love to kind of reply to every single person and say, you know, uh, thanks for your thanks for your uh, track, yeah. but uh, you know, this time we, it, you know, you need to look at this, that, yeah. and the other. Yeah. But you know, if you if you did that for every single demo that you get through you would not ever have enough time to even kind of release any tracks um, from anyone else because <laughs> yeah. it, can, it can be kind of saturating. So, yeah. um, you know, I do try and make sure that demos gen- generally as much as I can get a response, so you, even if it's a no, and, you know, just try and uh, be polite about that. Mm. But, you know, sometimes... I'll see like there was a track that was sent in kind of I don't know, three, four weeks ago, mm-hmm. month ago, and you know you kind of think, well, it's kind of gone too far yeah. now, to, you know. Um, but that, you know, I, I haven't spoken to um, to many of the other guys, but mm-hmm. I imagine they kind of um, find the same thing on on other labels like yeah. Synth um, and on Saluna, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's the hardest part is saying no, basically, because yeah. you know that these guys have spent ages yeah. putting that music together, and you know they they they're thinking this this time mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I remember it was me, you know, constantly, you know, every every hour or so checking your inbox to see, <laughs> how, you know, I've, I had the reply yeah, yet, you yeah. know. Oh. So that that that's tough, and it kind of make that that does make me feel bad. Um, <laughs> it's life, but, man. You can't you can't you can't do it all by yourself you know you just get through as much as you can and the fact that you're just saying this and that you 
you know, is is enough. Like, yeah, you're human. You would love to just tell everybody, like, what is wrong with them, what they could do to fix it, you know, everything. But you just absolutely can't, you know. It's just, yeah. it's business for one, and it's music for two. Music is fast. Music is, you get, you get, if you get the attention of that guy for 30 seconds, you know, that's about all you got, you know. And it's up to him to... If it didn't catch you, you know, you have to just keep going because, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. So, all right, Phil. Uh, I'm about to wrap this up, man, because we have been going on for a minute, but I've just been, I've been having a blast. I would love to go even longer. And in fact, we're just going to just come back on and do this, do this again. Um, yeah, definitely. But before I let you go, brother, can you just uh, go ahead and shout out uh, anything that's up and coming for uh, yourself or your labels, <laughs> anything you'd like to promote. And also, uh, finally, drop us all away to follow you and listen to your music and follow your journey. Okay, so, um, yeah, there's, there's, well, obviously, we we have new releases kind of every week on, um, <clears throat> on Emergent, um, on kind of mm-hmm. each of the four labels. Um, there's generally... A new track out um, every week, so okay. um, I think actually on, on Skies that it's every other week. But um, so there's always new content coming out. So so absolutely, you know, um, people should try and uh, kind of get onto our Facebook, um, okay. which is I need to remind myself of the actual. Uh, well, it's basically. So we have kind of like four different Facebook mm. sites as well, or five actually. Uh, um, so Emergent Music is kind of the the central Facebook site that we then promote all our other labels through as well. Okay. Um, so that's probably the best place to start. But you know, I mean, if you if you um, just type into search Emergent Music, Emergent Shores, Emergent right Cities, yeah. Skies, Textures, um, you know. Um, particularly for melodic progressive emergent shores um, myself um like my music um i'm on facebook as well as um i think it well if you type in skewer music i think it is s-k-u-a like the bird yeah um yeah. and um um yeah type that in and i think i'm probably like the top link in there because no one else was daft enough to pick that name <laughs> i like um, that that's a good name brother by the way. <laughs> But I mean, stuff stuff to promote um, aside from kind of all our the releases are we've got um, there's uh, the Amsterdam uh, dance music event which is in October. It's called ADE, mm-hmm. um, and um, for the first time we're going to be over there. Um, <clears throat> and we've kind of we've linked up with uh, Synth Connective Collective and um, Saluna. Okay. to kind of put on um, a night basically so we've got an event going it's it's not an official ade event mm-hmm. but and it really kind of came from um we, we were all going over there yeah and um so we were like well let's get together and kind of you know it'd be great to meet up and then we knew that a lot of our artists were going to be out there as well so mm-hmm. it kind of started as a meetup and then loads of people were saying well can, can we dj us it so now we We've kind of we've got I think there's eleven different artists yeah. from our collective labels are going to be uh, DJ. You know I'm I'm going to be doing some uh, 
but you know we've got we've got okay. guys like um, Universal Solution, um, who's you know had string of releases on Anjuna Deep, mm -hmm. and um, um, we've got Roald Velden, um, yeah. Vince, Roberts, um, you know some of some of the the best guys right there. Druce um, mm -hmm. is coming from you know, Miami to play there. Uh, Chris Domingo, who again lives in in Florida, and you know I'm going to have to mention all the guys now because I <laughs> go ahead, um, go ahead. But, um, so we've got Cosmax, um, we've got um, Siri, mm -hmm. um, we've got uh, Ron with Leeds, uh, we've got Twemke from um, from uh, Saluna, yeah. uh, we've got Joshua Ollerton, um, and uh, I know. I'm, Forgetting someone, but um, bear with me a second. No, Just right. let me you got a bunch of people, man. That's good. This is great. Too many people. I, I, my my short-term memory is shot. So um, hang on. Um, this is this is great podcast material. That's um, all right, man. <laughs> I, I want to know because uh, you know uh, this is good for. Uh, melodic progressive you know an event where yeah. these melodic progressive labels are coming together um to <clears throat> make this happen to even to, like you said just a greet up but that's kind of how melodic progressive is it's like yeah it's kind of everybody who likes melodic progressive is kind of like yeah we could just greet up and chill but it's just yeah you know when they get together it's like well if we're all gonna be chilling together and we all like this kind of music somebody should play it so there was there was one person that I forgot. Um, I think yeah, which is um, uh, Kajis. Um, and I, he's probably I've just murdered the pronunciation of that Sorry. as well. But um, um, and he's going to kill me because like we chat all the time. <laughs> um, but um, and also actually last year at ADE he won um, a competition there. He like submitted a, a track and I think. It, I can't remember who the judges were now, but it was it was like Marcus Schultz or someone, okay. you know, picked his track out of everyone, and he, yeah, won a won like a big prize there. So, so yeah, <laughs> Universal Solution, Roald Velden, mm -hmm. Vince Forbes, Chris Domingo, Ron with Leeds, Cadges, Cosmax, Skewer, Druce, Joshua Ollerton, Siri, and Twemke. Um, so yeah, we're going from like four in the afternoon on the. 18th of October through till three in the morning. All right. So who's on video duty? Who's going to be videotaping this and posting this on the social medias? <laughs> I need to know. Yeah. Well, like it's kind of grown into from just a get together to now we've got. Yeah. There's a bar and it's a really cool bar actually called uh, Hill Street Blues in Amsterdam mm -hmm. um, that we're that we're kind of taking over. And um, you know it's a free event, so we're not we're we're not kind of trying to make any money out. Of this it really kind of came from just trying to bring everybody together. Yeah. Um, so if we can stream it, I need to work out a way of doing that. But if we can, then we'll at least try and stream parts of it. All right, all right, uh, all right. Well, at least post the sets on SoundCloud and stuff. You know, you know. You're gonna... Oh yeah, all yeah, right. definitely. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Um, but aside from that, you know, I mean, there's always new stuff going out. We've got like a merch line that we've just um, brought out on nice. Emergent. And I think pretty soon we're going to be um, uh, putting on Spotify some kind of um, like best of um, type, re you know, yeah. uh, 
hour-long mixes of some kind of some of the best of um, yeah yeah shores and you know emerging cities textures and all of the um, you know and skies and the other mm-hmm. uh, labels there. So we're we're going to be doing that fairly soon as well. All right, but, man, that sounds great. So uh, Phil, thank you first and foremost. So much. I mean, I mean, thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for chatting with me, man. You have given me, and I'm sure you've given not just me, but more people just valuable insight into uh, being a musician and operating a label. You know, those are, those do go hand in hand in some forms, but it's also nice because you have to do uh, both sides of it. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time to do this, brother. Uh, It means the world to me. Um, I want you to have a wonderful rest of your day, man. And, um, we're definitely going to have to come back again for part two. I'm about to do this with a few people, but we're going to have to come back again for part two, man. And I'm, I'm want to hear more about this. Uh, it's progressive unity. That's what it is. And, um, it, yeah, do you know what? Um, no, I didn't even say the name of it. Yes. Yeah. Progressive unity. I see it. I pulled it up on Facebook. So everybody who is watching, they're going to be able to see exactly what you were talking about. And you can look more into okay. this on the 18th of October and it's in Amsterdam, but you can find the address on the Facebook site. They have it all there. So, uh, this is a pretty cool thing for a lot of progressive house. I am happy to be sharing this, be a part of it. You know, I'm happy to be helping push this around. So definitely, if you're in the area, stop by, support my man, Skua here, and the rest of the Melodic Progressive House family. Uh, it would mean the world. You've just done so much of a better job of promoting that than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, brother, but uh, thank you so much, Phil. Thank you. No, thanks a lot, and thanks for having me. We really appreciate it. All right, brother. You have a wonderful day, okay? Cheers, man. All right. Peace. See ya. All right, everybody. That was episode six with Phil Byron from Emergent Shores. Uh, It was a great chat. Talked about all, just everything under the sun, and I really enjoyed getting to know him deeper as uh, not only just a person who operates a label, but as an artist and, you know, kind of the things that, uh, you know, you run into as human beings. You know the things that problems that happen that come our way so uh, it was real great and uh, yes please be sure check them out uh just look down below uh skua s-k-u-a on all social media platforms you know and um uh support you know the movement of melodic progressive he's uh the labels they they definitely are just a big part of what we do and uh, i can't express my gratitude enough for what they've done so Uh, We'll catch you on the next episode, and I hope you all have a lovely day, and thanks for hanging with the cool breeze.